Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything to do with the world of music, and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Sandy Tom, I am a singer, songwriter, and an actress, and now apparently I am also a podcaster. You're going to hear me chat to many people, but more often than not it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within arguably the greatest art form in the world. You can get all of this for free each and every week on www.scottcarry.com, on Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud and on iTunes. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend and let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. My guest this week on the podcast is the legendary Chuck Buddy Thornton, the king of the blues, the reason that God gave rock and roll to us. Chuck is a legendary blues guitar player, and I have the honor of being a part of his first ever interview. Chuck Buddy Thornton, without doubt, is one of the most influential blues players of all time, if not the most influential. We're talking B.B. King looks up to Chuck Buddy. Everybody looks up to Chuck Buddy. Bob Dylan wouldn't even be an artist without Chuck Buddy. John Lennon can't even shine Chuck Buddy's plectrum. Uh, anyway, Chuck is running slightly late, however. Um, yo, 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 Chuck Buddy Thornton in the house, y'all. Sorry I'm a little bit late. Sorry I'm a little late, darling. I was out back washing my deck. <laughs> oh, Chuck. Uh, no, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, you don't have to be so explicit either in the detail there. Anyway, Chuck, first of all, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on here. Now, let me see. You were supposed to play a show in Dallas last week, I do believe, and it was cancelled at the last minute because of unforeseen circumstances. Now, I don't know if you could shed any light on this event, Chuck. We are all dying to know. Well, I'd, well I certainly can. I mean, from what I'm led to believe, you are also a musician too, but I'm pretty sure that when you become a promoter, they give you free Viagra because all they ever do is try to fuck me. So <laughs> I turn up and the promoter says to me, he's going to pay me by check. I said, I don't accept checks. And he said, would you like to be paid in cash? I said, listen, motherfucker, if it ain't white and I can't stick it up my nose, I don't accept it as fucking payment. That's number one. Number wow. two... I'm not some sort of fucking egomaniac who asks for blue M&Ms. All I ask for is a nice, relatively clean prostitute. And what do they do? They throw a cheap, skanky whore at me who's so fucking ugly, she weren't even a two out of ten. And I said, listen, motherfucker, you're going to have to fill me with about five gallons of booze before I even think about sticking my dick anywhere near that thing. And even at that, she's so fucking fat, if I got on top of her, my ears would fucking pop. Whoa. So I said, listen, take it easy. The gig is fucking over, asshole, and I walked out the fucking door. Does that answer your fucking question? Chuck, I don't believe I've ever heard a better excuse for canceling a show in my entire life. It's certainly not a reason that I have given in the past to my fans, um, prostitutes and cocaine. However, um, it's definitely something of a bona fide excuse where you are concerned, of course, because, Chuck, you are a real urban legend. And uh, so much has been written about you in the past. Um, for anyone that is not familiar with you, Chuck, can you please just give us some background as to how you got started? Well, the problem is a lot of people these days, they think if it's not on a YouTube, if it's not on a Yahoo, then it don't exist. 
But I've had a career like no other. I started playing shows in the 1920s. Of course, that was in bars in and around the Mississippi Delta. And we used to do like a nine-hour set Monday through Thursday playing 12-bar blues in a place called the Smoking Pussy. I don't know if you've heard of it. Then we played. I have not heard of it, no. But please elaborate, elaborate. Well, we used to play there, and we'd play the Dog Shit Saloon Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And at first, I played guitar alongside a singer called Three Foot Jack, who was the first midget of the blues. And on double bass, we had a guy called Willie Weaver. Willie and Jack did not get along. Willie was depressed because his wife cheated on him in 1926. And she denied it her entire life, but at the end of the day, how can you take a shit on the wrong guy's chest? But anyway, Willie hated Jack because Jack was a little bit of a ladies' man, and after his wife left him, Willie Weaver couldn't get any beaver. But anyway, that being said, after that group ended, I went solo, and then I tore my quad when I was doing the duck walk in 1950. I did some odd jobs for years, and then in the 1960s, I moved to India and ended up making mousetraps for the Maharishi. Don't know if you heard of him. Ah, oh, wow. That, that is amazing, Chuck. The Maha- no- that was the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. That motherfucker could roll a mean fucking joint. Then I had to move back home because him and I were accused of trying to smuggle 100 tons of cocaine across the Indian border to Pakistan. But then I had my big comeback in 1970 at the Garden, and the after show lasted about 20 years because I took enough booze to get an elephant drunk. <laughs> you I, mentioned your comeback, Chuck, in 1970 now. Um, I want to hear more about this later on, but I think probably the best thing that we can talk about at this point is how you had such a massive influence on um, another legend of the blues, of course, Mr. B.B. King. Now, particularly with your guitar tone, um, how does it feel to have been such an influential figure in music industry over the years, um, particularly when it comes to somebody like B.B. King? Well, he supported me on my farewell tour in 1962. He was just a young whippersnapper. He obviously looked up to me, and everyone does. And I can remember one occasion where everybody's come up to me, and they said, Chuck Buddy Thornton, you're going to have to pull out all of the stops because this B.B. King, he's chapping on your fucking ass. He's not that far behind you as far as guitar playing goes. So do you know what I did? At one particular time in Tennessee, Third song into my set, you know what I did? I ripped off my dungarees and I played every single guitar solo with my deck. Wow, that is um, that is something of a special talent, I would say. Um, but obviously, only you um, can ever really uh, 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 achieve something like that. Now, is it true? Tell me, Chuck. In 1974, I read that you refused to give a 19-year-old girl an autograph unless she gave you a blowjob. What year was that? Uh, 1974, Chuck. I mean, I know that's quite a few years ago, but you must be about 122 at this point. So. Uh, well, the problem I'm is hoping- I, d- I don't even remember the 1970s because I got so fucking hillbilly high I couldn't find my ass with both my fucking hands, and that's the truth. And let me put it this way. If I turn up to court next week and the judge tells me that it was scientifically proven that in Christmas Eve in 1974, I stuck my dick in Santa Claus and every single one of his reindeers, I'm not too sure if I'd be surprised. <laughs> so, and another thing, let's me get one thing straight. For that fan out there, I'm so sorry, darling, if I've offended you, but now that I'm older and a little bit wiser, I'll give you an autograph for free 
free of charge, provided you get on your knees and lick some ice cream off my fucking balls, bitch. Chuck, uh, <clears throat> that kind of brings me nicely on to talk about a, another young whippersnapper of the blues at the moment, um, is Mr. John Mayer. Now, I believe it is to be rumored that John Mayer may in fact be your love child. And if so, I am just really, I think everybody out there is wondering what you think of him as a guitar player. Well, first of all, addressing the whole love child issue, I'd like my lawyers to get back on this one. But I will say this, I've got kids in countries I've never even fucking heard of. But yeah, I also heard that rumor. Do I think he's any good? No, I think he's fucking awful. He plays a million notes a second and it doesn't make a lick of sense. He needs to slow it down. He needs to tell a story. He needs to listen to a guy called Foxhole Rivers. He played one note in 17 years. Plus, he plays in two. This John Mayer kid, he plays in too many keys. Back in those days, if you played the blues in any other key, bar the key of E, they chop your goddamn balls off. That's what happened to No Balls Johnson in 1922. They caught him playing the blues in G. Big Mama Netta took him upstairs, chopped his fucking balls off. That's the truth. Chuck, tell me a little bit more about Big Mama Nair, because we've all heard so much about Big Mama Nair. But, but, you know, I mean, she must, you know, she still is a very elusive character. And I think probably more so than anybody out there, you have probably been as close or, you know, practically inside the woman. Um, you know, I think maybe you could uh, elaborate on, on, on what, this, what this amazing woman is all about. Well, Big Mama ran her, used to run, uh, she used to run the smoking pussy in the 20s and 30s, and all the boys respected her because she had a bigger cock than all the boys. So how can you ride a respected woman? That used to end a lot of arguments back in the day because when Foxhole Rivers started to get a little bit mouthy, Big Mama Netta would sit on top of the bar, take her cock out, start jacking off, and says, who's the big man now? <laughs> wow, that is a... Uh... Amazing insight there from the legendary Chuck Buddy Thornton that I have on today's podcast with me. Now, Chuck, um, you have an amazing amount of knowledge about music. Um, we all know this. Um, to be able to play for nine hours in the key of E and only one note um, entirely with your penis is obviously something that really there is nobody out there that can compare. Now, I just wonder whether you would maybe perhaps consider passing your knowledge on to the youth of today, to the aspiring musicians out there who are all desperate to be able to play with the tone that you have. Uh, Chuck, have you ever thought about running a master class? If the pay's good, I'd do it. If it's white and if I can stick it up my nose, like I said earlier, I would do it. And I'd say, listen, pretty girl, you want me to teach you music, darling? Here's lesson number one. You sit in my fucking face while I play the blues. The thing is, everybody thinks I'm going to be a nice guy. I ain't here to sing happy songs and put smiles on people's faces. I'm Chuck Buddy Thornton. I'm here to pop gas station dick pills, fuck strippers, and put tears in the eyes of children. <laughs> amazing, amazing stuff there from Chuck. Um, look, Chuck, I'm, I'm not going to keep much uh, more of your time here because I realize that you have so many more things to do. Um, but one thing that I wonder, really, is... Uh, with your time now, do you still practice the guitar? Um, and if so, you know, like what what is your what is your process? What do you what, what do you what does your great mind think um, when you sit down with your guitar? I don't think I feel. 
I take the same approach to the guitar like I do with my dick. I'm a fucking genius. I don't need to practice. When I've got some spare time in my hands, that's what I like to do. I like to play with my balls. I like to tickle them, if you must know. And that's where the thing is, if there's a woman around me, do you know what I like to do? I like a royal flush. You know what that is? I'm doing her from behind while sticking her head down the fucking toilet. I did that to my seventh wife on her wedding day. I pulled my head up, realized it was a fucking bridesmaid. I thought it's too late now. Suck me dry, darling. How many wives have you actually had, Chuck? Just out of interest. On paper, 14, 22, if you want to count the ones that I didn't actually marry, that I can remember marrying 14. Wow, 22 wives. Um, wow. You must have a lot of children. And, you know, well, you know what? We are a blessed country, nation, world to uh, have so many of your youngins running around. Well, I do, and I just heard the other day there's some girl called Tanya O'Callaghan from Ireland who claims she's got two kids of mine. My lawyers were looking into that. She is claiming that I had kids with her when I was over there in Ireland playing bottleneck with an Irish girl group called Bewitched. Wow, you played in Bewitched? So, wow, Chuck, now this is something that uh, is kind of blowing my mind here a little bit. Now, you played with those three little leprechauns. Now, how much playing did you actually do on stage and off stage? Well, uh, I turned up. People told me it was a very attractive young Irish girl group, and I turned up. They look about 12 years old, so I stayed about an hour. Then I left, but I got my fucking payment. I played on the record, and I did everything. One fucking take, bitch, and that's what I do every single time. Bewitched, uh, bewitched were, were from a, a bygone era now, I would say, these days. It's, uh, it's been a while since those, those young ladies have been around. But what do you actually think, Chuck, of um, you know young up-and-coming artists these days? I mean, you've influenced so many people, obviously. But who um, do you think you've influenced the most? Uh, I mean, apart from, obviously, John Mayer is someone that's not on this, this list of people. But is there anybody that particularly stands out that you feel like is um, walking in your footsteps? Bob Dylan, for a start, that's number one. Uh, Jimi Henderson, he took most of my moves. B.B. King, obviously. I'd say uh, Amy McDonald definitely stole some licks from me. Uh, Paris Hilton, she took a lot of my licks, particularly from my Pornhub.com website. Uh, Jenna Jameson, the list goes on. It's not limited to music, porn stars, movie stars. Robert De Niro, he took his walk from me. Chuck Berry, he took his color from me. Uh, John Lennon took his heroin addiction from me. Uh, thankfully, he doesn't share my taste in women. Uh, I don't know where to start, and I don't know where to end either. My I'm, Obviously, I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. I've influenced them all. <laughs> Chuck, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on today. Now, I mean, you've obviously been a massive influence to me also. Um, I've taken so many lessons from you and your legendary playing throughout the years. Uh, one more question, Chuck, before I know you have to go. You're a very busy, busy man. Would you ever like to perform in the United Kingdom or Scotland more to the point? Well, sure. I mean, I used to smoke dope with a magician from England called Paul Daniels. You ever heard of him? 
I know Paul Daniels, but I actually don't know personally, but I know of his magic dragon's little bald head, yes. Yes, I mean, i got to be careful. I'd love to come over to the UK, but i got to be careful where I go in public these days because a lot of the uh, pending rape charges i got to be dealing with at the moment. As far as all the young cats go, I mean, my influence just spreads on. But the difference between me and them is they're all doing it for the money, honey. But me, it's always been chicken soup for the motherfucking soul. I don't need the Pro Tools. In fact, I can remember the days where we didn't even need a drum kit. Big Billy Joe used to bang his head off a fucking wheelbarrow, keep us all in town. That's the difference these days. They need the Pro Tools. They need the click tracks. They got no feel. We used to do a nine-hour set. Same thing for me. Me and Three Foot Jack. I can remember a night with him with a girl called Big Black Lucille. By the time we were finished with her, she only had one fucking eyeball. Cats these days, they want to go home, drink a bottle of Balvik. They don't know shit. Chuck, I am so with you on that, man. I am so with you on that. And on that note, I feel like, uh, you know, let's all go and listen to some Chuck Buddy Thornton. You got any um, weed? Have I got any weed? Well, I'm afraid that I just smoked the last. <laughs> so I will send you some over, my friend. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, I'm going to go and listen to one of your legendary '86 records that you have made in the duration of your 120-year-long career. Best place um, to start. The best place to start is a track called "The Rapey Blues." The Rapey Blues. That is one of my all-time favorites. I have to admit, Chuck. Um, wow, I don't know what to say. This has probably been one of the most amazing moments of my entire life. And, uh, I should think I, so, too. I, uh, I really I can't thank you enough for taking the time out today, Chuck, to be on the podcast with me. And uh, it's just been an absolute pleasure. What in, the, what in the holy hell, hillbilly, Snoop Doggy Dog fuck is a podcast? Well, it's uh, it's the conversation between you and I, Chuck, that is about to air uh, coming this coming Thursday, I do believe. And uh, it's uh, if you go on your old, if you get your 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 string and your cans and you wire that shit up, you might be able to tune in. And uh, I will I'll, I'll shoot you I'll shoot you one of those emails across after this, or I'll throw a note in the carrier pigeon and send it over to you so that you can um, check in on those details. But uh, until now, um, Chuck, it's been a it's been a pleasure. Maybe you can actually sing us out for this uh, one occasion. I don't know if that's asking too much with a little little bit of the rapey blues. I haven't received any cocaine, but I don't. I'm not gonna sing a note until I receive some. Until then, I'll give you a double chorus if it arrives in a bag and it's fucking white. And you know what? You know what I like to say. If the nose can is good, I can sing all night long. Okay. And on that note, Chuck, um, I will make sure that that comes to you because um, we cannot live without hearing some of the, those dulcet tones of yours. So on that note, let me go and uh, package that up for you, my friend, and we shall reconvene um, the next time. If you are around, thank you so much, Chuck, for joining me today. And uh, it's been a pleasure. And keep keep uh, keep spreading the word, and keep and keep uh, living the blues, and uh, keep making that glorious music of yours. God bless your sweet soul. God bless you. <laughs>